Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. again that's the sound of rock cracking you've got doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net that's webtalkradio.net i'm your host dr ed holiday glad to have each and every one of you hey it's the middle of 2023 guess what a, a, a year from now not a month from now a year from now the democrats and the republicans will be meeting for their national conventions to, to decide and uh, put out a nominee for president of the United States and vice president. So now, what's the, it's less than a year now, less than a year away. And what are we looking at? Well, we're looking at Donald J. Trump being well in the polls uh, ahead for the Republican nomination. And Joe Biden says he's running again, and he looks to be... Uh, much ahead. Uh, RFK Jr. is the only one who's announced who's got about 20% of the vote and, and the mainstream media and everybody's piling on to make sure he can't get much more than 20%. But what about Joe Biden's future? What is his future? That's what this week's show is about. And we got a clip from uh, Victor Davis Hanson, great conservative. We had an exclusive interview with him a couple years ago right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And I got to tell you, as far as uh, what what you can hear from his lifetime, of a, he's an historic genius on history. He knows history, and that gives him such a vision of what we are seeing for the future of our country. And some of the things are not very pretty. And and he'll talk about that in this clip we got from uh, Fox Business, the Bottom Line Show. They they had a uh, about an eight minute segment, and he is so profoundly knowledgeable and has such a vision because of his historical knowledge of the far past, near past. Wow, he he's such a uh, such a valuable valuable person to give uh, comments commentary so we're going to play that clip and uh we'll we'll break in on some of it because it's very very informational so i want you to stay tuned to that and in just a minute we'll also be uh talking about something that uh newly elected congressman john james from michigan about the uh, auto industry i, I want to play a little clip to kick off the show with that but let me remind you <laughs> we are in a, a, a race for who's going to lead our nation the next four years. And it's already started. And like I said, both parties uh, have to come out with a nominee. But what has just happened? Joe Biden was on the world stage, and I could play you clip for clip. Uh, the audio is not as good as the video, 
of why Joe Biden uh, is not doing a job of positioning the United States of America on the public stage. And and the people who think, oh, we need to get rid of Joe, they remember what Kamala Harris has already done on the world stage. She has embarrassed a nation with more word salads than all the cows in the world could eat. All right? <laughs> I mean, that drive, should drive the environmentalists crazy because of all her word salads. She's supplying enough for the uh, the methane-making uh uh, bovines <laughs> to to uh, in their opinion to to bring down uh the entire world's atmosphere so uh but let's let, let's move on with the show one of the things that we we're talking about the embarrassing moments sometimes joe biden didn't know where he was had to be directed off the stage it is is a nato summit and he's supposed to be the leader of the free world it's embarrassing and then he didn't know what he's talking about and then sometimes they just talk in a tangent that, you know, it, it just, I think it really upsets the world leaders to think this man is who the American people elected. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, did we really elect him? That's, uh, that's for a whole nother show. But I have to tell you, 81 million votes, <laughs> 81 million votes when Barack Obama got 68 million votes. And, and the most votes he'd ever gotten, and you think Joe Biden got that many more votes than Barack Obama did. Wow. Uh, let's jump in right here. Let me play this clip from John James. He was talking, he was being asked on uh, the uh, Fox Business show uh, morning with uh, Maria, but she was asking about the people of Michigan and what's going on with the UAW, the, the uh <coughs> The union, the you know, United Auto Workers. What's going on there in Michigan? What are people thinking with all this push of the Biden administration for electric vehicles? Uh, let's play this clip right now. Congressman John James. Uh, we know that the United Auto Workers have yet to support uh, Biden's re-election campaign, largely because of his green agenda. He's pushing electric vehicles. I want to get your take on what's going on in Michigan and whether or not he's alienating key unions to the extent that they won't support him in 2024. Yeah, this long, this wrong-headed push uh, toward an all-EV future with no alternatives and no choice for the American future, it's, it's uh, comply or die with this administration. And they are willing to crush they're willing to crush the automotive industry. And we have hard-working automotive workers in the number one manufacturing district, the 10th Congressional District in Michigan, and we're not buying it. We're not buying that this administration is willing to outsource our jobs and our future uh, to other countries. We're not buying it that this administration, through their terrible policies, are willing to uh, uh, allow the middle classes in China to be built on the backs of ours. Michigan, my district specifically, is the birthplace of the middle class, and we will protect it. I'm in all of the above energy future. We need to have all choice for the American people. I have a hybrid myself, and like President Trump said, if you want an electric vehicle, get an electric vehicle. But you will not force the American people from Washington, D.C. to do something that they are not ready for, that's too expensive for people who are struggling to make ends meet already, for technology that's not prepared. We need to make sure we give Americans choices, both environmentally sound and economically sound. This administration is totally detached, and they do not care about American auto workers. Well said, Congressman John James, and uh, and he's talking about his district right there in Michigan. And and what are people thinking? This 
rush, you know, and just like he said, it, and, and Donald Trump said it, if you want an EV, electric vehicle, go out and get you one. Nobody's saying you can't, but why does Washington, just like Congressman James said, why does Washington say, we know best, we're going to force you into these expensive vehicles, and what happens? What? Uh, let, let me just say this. Do you know what, um, let's see, there's a metal, a couple of little metals, and germanium. Do you know what germanium is? Do you know what gallium is? Well, these are, these are metals that are very important in the making of a lot of industry products. And guess where they are situated? 80% or more uh, comes out of China. China controls that. It's not just those two metals. Many metals. Now, why? Why does China control it? Well, there's a lot of environmental concerns when you try to fire these up and get the metals out of the other metals and get it purified. It takes a lot of energy, a lot of process, and it's very nasty in many cases. Most cases, getting metals out. It's a nasty business. So China sort of rules the roost on that market. Now, if we go to EVs, totally electric, like California is mandating, if our whole country mandates EVs, who's going to control the production? It'll be the Chinese. Okay, so what is Joe Biden's future? I mean, how long does he stay alive is one thing, you know, for, uh, before his heart stops beating. He's not looking that healthy, didn't, and he's not looking any healthier, and he won't get any younger. We know that. We don't know what he's being pumped full of to flush out his face. and no, I, I don't know. I'm not even going to guess. But I will say that his love for China, going back to when he was vice president, you know, and we mentioned that this before on our show, uh, he, he got cozy with all the Chinese uh, higher-ups to make movies to come in and invest alongside Hollywood, and Hollywood was forced to to give angles that of Chinese in a positive light, meaning the Chinese Communist Party also. And this was all pushed by Joe Biden as vice president. And how much money did the Biden family get out of these, these um, uh, connections, networking, what it took to get China into Hollywood? Now, thank goodness it seems like that's been a phase that's being phased out because... I, I, I don't know if it went that well. But somebody made a lot of money, and a lot of people made a lot of money. And, and, and American people got, <laughs> you look back and all these push to, for the Chinese movies, uh, and they were, they none of them really did that great, or they'd be still pushing them. But this is the thing. Joe Biden started that in 2012, in that era. And now, you know, he's wanting to push all these EV cars <laughs> Is he compromised? I mean, what what is it that China has on him besides Hunter Biden and all the things of Hunter Biden and his business connections? What does the Chinese Communist Party have on Joe Biden? Why does he want to work with them? Why does he want to placate them? Why does he want to give America's leadership in auto manufacturing that we've had since Henry Ford right there in Michigan. We played that uh, clip from John James. 
why does Joe Biden and this administration want to put China in charge of all the metals that we need for electric vehicles? It puts China in the driver's seat for electric vehicles for all the future. How many centuries we use EVs? And is the gas-powered vehicle dead? Gas motors dead? Will they be banned? Well, that's the way we go. We're banning, uh, you know, you, if your air conditioner goes out this summer, good luck on finding something cheap to replace it with. Everything's going up because the energy uh, input has to go down, mandated by, by Congress and this administration. And they want to get rid of air conditioning in some places, some certain kind of air conditioning. They want to get rid of gas stoves. How many think we live in a free nation? Are we used to live in a free nation? How many mandates are we going to live with? Are we going to put up with? And yet, Democrats get elected over and over and over. Either the American people are brain dead, that's a possibility, or somebody's influencing the votes, or some uh, how they count the votes. And again, we said it before, why do these um, computerized vote counting uh, companies, why do they have to split the vote up in fractions? You're, if you vote, a fourth of it may go here, here, and there, and then they add all the fractions up and put them back together, go through fractions. Why? Why do, you ha why do these companies have to divide our votes into fractions? Into fractions. Why? Okay. Um, let, let's proceed on with uh, what, what we're talking about, the future of Joe Biden. And I told you, uh, Victor Davis Hanson has a wonderful interview and we're about to get there. But let me remind you, listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. And I also want to remind you, <laughs> there's a novel out, and it's called Keeper of the Secret. Hatchy, Keeper of the Secret. And it's a series, the first book of a series. And you can go there by going to www.hatchybooks.com. And you ask, uh, how do you spell Hatchy? Well, it's H A T. C-H-I-E, HatchyBooks.com, and you can order there, and very, very soon, if you want an e-book, or if you live outside the country, because we won't ship outside the country, but if you uh, want a book, the e-book is very, very much almost ready to go, so we'll try to give you some more information as soon as we get the links and everything to go with uh, Keeper of the Secret, Hatchy coming up ebook very soon and listen i've told you it's the beginning of a series and and the second book's almost ready to go to the printer and i just want to say thank you for those who have ordered the book those who are thinking of ordering the book uh, please go there and check it out hatchybooks.com now let's uh let me play this clip with uh victor davis hansen like I said, we've had him on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. He is a genius when it comes to history. And and he takes everything that's happening and puts it in simple directions. And he can really, really cut into what's going on. And he's talking about, on this clip, about what is Joe Biden's future. And I just want you to listen to this. I'll, I'll break in and, 
and uh, bring some commentary. But take a listen to this outstanding interview on the bottom line of Fox Business with Victor Davis Hanson. Yeah. Well, let's bring in Hoover Institution Senior Fellow Victor Davis Hanson on all of this. Good to see you, Victor. Let's start with this. Broadly speaking, what is your assessment of the president's performance in Lithuania? Well, it's symptomatic of what we've seen that he's in decline at a at a geometric rate. So each each session that we see him abroad becomes more embarrassing, and it poses this question: What are the Democratic Party? What they're going to do? And they they want him to finish his term, and I don't think they want him to run for re-election. So that explains why we're suddenly getting leaks about his cognitive liabilities, about scandals about the Biden consortium, intemperate treatment of his granddaughter. All of that is designed, I think, to persuade him that he's not going to run again because I think they, he would lose and they're afraid of that. But they don't, they don't want him, the logical consequence of all these concerns that they voice would be the 25th Amendment or impeachment or something, but they never go to that next step because they don't want Kamala Harris to take over. So that's kind of a, they're threading the needle that, Joe, you've got to finish, you're capable of finishing your first term, but not your second. And I think that's where we are. And that's all symptomatic of, of how he's performing or declining. It's, it's kind of sad because he's one fall away from losing his presidency right now. Indeed. Do you, Victor, do you think, though, he is not the nominee and does not run next year? Do you think that that's what happens ultimately? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be the nominee. I don't right. think he's going to be able to. And I think they know it, and they welcome the fact that he's not going to be able. And I think that explains why all of a sudden this obsequious and toadish press is leaking all, everything to his detriment. But notice, if the leaks were to be considered factual and serious, then there would be a, there would be a movement in the Democratic Party to remove him, as they were for specious reasons with Donald Trump, when they always talked about the 25th Amendment they couldn't finish a sentence without impeachment, but that's a taboo subject with, with Biden, not because they're principled, but because they don't want Kamala Harris to finish out his term. So they've got a kind of a, a, a very careful trajectory to follow. And the, the, the theme is that we, the American people, are not getting presidential leadership, and that's not a concern mm -hmm. of the left. Power only is, but we're being humiliated on the national stage, and it's going to have consequences that are that are already starting to appear with China and elsewhere. Speaking of China, it's not just the man, it's the policy. And here's Jamie Dimon, the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, on him not being sold on Bidenomics. Bidenomics, as you, as you said, it's, it's about industrial policy. It's about a bigger role for the state. Yeah, I'd be careful about that. Really quickly, Victor, industrial policy is in essence, massive sums of money spent on subsidies for certain choice industries. And it's, we've seen it before, corporatism, economic fascism, planned capitalism, state capitalism. And it's why this administration admires Xi Jinping so much, admires China so much. And it's a very dangerous road that we're headed down. Now, that's a great question, a way to bring it out. China, what, what did I do a while ago talking about uh, Joe Biden? And it's, 
in his work with uh, bringing China into Hollywood. Well, it didn't work out. Everything Biden touches falls apart. It fails. Just think about our withdrawal from Afghanistan. Think about us giving up the air base in Afghanistan. Think about the way it worked, and it was horrible, and we never need to go back and do something like that again. And they won't even let us look at it to discover how can we keep this from happening again. And yet, I just told you about, nobody's even talking about how we're pushing the electric vehicles and it's okay for, but if you're trying to turn the whole nation in electric vehicles, how many mountains you have to mow down to get all the ingredients, all the different metals that go into an electric vehicle, and then you're going to put China in charge of it because they control all these minerals that are a must in the electric vehicle industry. Okay, I said that. Now let's hear Victor Davis Hansen's answer to that question. It, it is, and the American people are not stupid, so... The latest Associated Press poll shows that only 34% have any confidence in Bidenomics, and that's well below his, his uh, pathetic 40% approval rating. And why is that? It's because they don't look at the inflation rate per month. They look at it from when he started office, and they see they've lost on staple goods. It's food's up about 25%, and the inflation rate in general is over 12 15% since he took office. They, they knew you could get a 30-year mortgage two and a half years ago for 2.8. It's almost seven now. They know that we have record deficits and, and the debt is getting huge. And with an obsequious press and all of this money spent, you would think that they would be able to artificially pump up the economy to the extent the American people would agree because they're told how great it is and there's so much money floating around. But they know in real dollars their wages are declining. So whether it's inflation or whether it's the debt or whether it's interest rates, it doesn't seem like an, it's a very good economy. I filled up today driving across California. It was 525 when Biden uh, entered office. California's average gas price was a little over $3. So every time a person fills up a 20-gallon 20, uh, 20 tank or 25, it's $40, $50. That's a lot of money. And he does, he's oblivious to that, oblivious in the sense that he knows what he did, so he will drain the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and not, not fill it back up because he understands it's too expensive to do it. And it was intended for the midterms uh, political theater. But everybody knows what's going on, and that's why they, they don't like Bidenomics, and that's reflected in the polls. All right, Victor, I want to ask you about this. According to a new Gallup poll, we have only 36% of Americans having high confidence in higher education in this country, down from 57% in 2015. Trust in public schools, lower grades, even worse, marking an all-time low of 26%. The only group that is confident, you guessed it, Democrats, still a majority, 59%. This seems like an institutional credibility crisis. Inside the academy, are you seeing any signs at all of introspection or a shift in approach, or do they not care? Uh, they care. They're in a panic now, especially where I work at Stanford University, because ultimately what can't go on won't go on. So if they have repertory admissions, and this year, even though so-called whites were 67% of the population and Stanford admitted 20% based on racial, rep I guess, reparations, and they didn't require the SAT scores, so they're letting in people who wouldn't have been admitted before, not because of race, just because of qualifications. And that, that ripples through, guys. So what do you do if you're a professor? 
you either have to inflate the grades or you have to water down the curriculum. Everybody knows that. That filters out to employers. Mm -hmm. And then when you have the Stanford Law uh, escapade or you have the president under suspicion, and this is just one university. So finally, people in the private sector are saying, these degrees are not worth it. They're not prestigious degrees anymore. These people who we're interviewing don't know very much. I don't know what you're thinking as you hear Victor Davis Hanson tell us about our colleges, our universities, our prestigious universities. It's mind-blowing to think about what he's saying, and it's so true, and who's doing anything about it? Who's doing anything about it? Wow, it's something to think about. And and he's doing this because he's, he's ringing the bell. He's sounding the alarm. Please, man, tell people about this show. Tell them about Dave, uh, Victor David Hansen and let them hear what he's saying. Just just send them the link to this show. And uh, he's not done. Let me let, me let uh, Victor Davis Hansen finish up his answer and then we'll, we'll wind up the show. They're arrogant, and they tell us how we should think, but they're also ignorant, and that's a terrible co combination. So with alumni pressure, they're not giving in the same way they are, and you add on two, almost $2 trillion in debt right. for these degrees, and the average year to, is six years, and only half the people graduate that enter a four-year college. So mm -hmm. the whole system is not working, and now the public knows it. And the graduates that are turning out are bitter, they're indebted, and they're not competitive. They, don't have, they were robbed of an education, but they were told that they were brilliant and they're incisive and they're politically aware, but that's just sort of a sham. They know they're not deep down inside. And so we're going to see more vocational training, we're going to see more technical training, and uh, I think we're going to see a lot more alternate University of Austin, more Hillsdales that will take up the slack. And I think that's a good thing. I can't wait for it. Victor Davis Hanson. Let me just say what a great interview that was. And may, maybe you think, hey, what's so great about uh, Victor Davis Hanson? He's telling us the truth. He's got the knowledge. He's got the history mind, the professor, the professionalship that he has and what he's done, what he's doing, and thank God that he's out there and people are interviewing him. And he's not afraid to tell the truth. And it's scary. And it's scary to know what this administration is pushing, dumbing down, and, and where is the creativity that will lift America up into this 21st century to dominate? We have the ability. We have what uh, we're standing on the shoulders of a generation that's gone before us, and they call the World War II generation the greatest generation. Well, folks, they're not, there's not many of those left. I, I met my friend I've talked about before. He's 99, uh, will be 99 years old this November, and he has <laughs> still got his mind, and he loves America. World War II veteran and B-24s, flew to B-24s, and... uh and uh, had shrapnel shot all over him and the flak that went up to try to bring him down and, and almost went down in a bomber one time as uh, uh, they, they had to throw everything out. And even the, the pilot finally came on. I told our longtime listeners have heard the entire story, but the uh, people hurt. One guy bailed out first thing as the plane was going down but they got the pilot got it leveled out they were trying to get out of enemy territory 
get to a place in Spain where they could land and and uh, they finally did but the pilot said we gotta let everything go they had to throw out the bullets the guns anything finally the pilot said we we're not gonna make it if we don't throw out our parachutes <laughs> how would you like the pilot say I think I can make it I think we can get this plane landed if we'll throw out even the parachutes and they did he told me that he didn't want to but he knew if they landed that he would be disobeying orders <laughs> and he could be uh he could be in trouble for disobeying orders of officers so he threw his parachute out and they landed and uh went a pretty landing i think a couple guys got broken up legs and stuff but uh, uh but they they all survived that that uh, stayed on the plane and but i'm telling you the greatest generation suffered the world war two years and came out and really built America in a mighty way. And we won the Cold War. The Soviet Union dissolved. But Vladimir Putin does not want the American values of freedom to come in to Russia. One day, wouldn't it be wonderful? One day, America and Russia were allies with all the energy and all the minerals that all over Russia, many have not even been discovered yet. Because how vast and big Russia is for such a little population. Wouldn't it be great if we could be allies? Whoever, who would ever dream of such? Well, maybe we got the wrong people in charge at the White House. Have you thought of that? Have you thought of that? Somebody's trying to get World War Three started, it seems like. Everything they can do to make Putin mad and upset this guy that has the most nuclear weapons on the entire planet and uh and they're not where, where are the peace where are all the peaceniks they said let's let's have make love not war they're not in the white house not in this administration they're not in the democratic party they've lost all the peaceniks except for maybe rfk jr who's listening to him not a single democrat well 20 percent Maybe they aren't Democrats. They may be independents. But listen, thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You'll hear things here you're not going to hear all over the mainstream media. And thank you for listening because this is about a year countdown to the national uh, conventions. Democrat, Republican, and other parties may put some together too. Very important year. Stay tuned. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We'll keep giving you news you're not going to hear just anywhere else. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.